Two sisters, two ways. Hi, I'm Raquel. And I'm Sarita. Parallel Ways is a podcast of sisters sharing insights into their millennial lives. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. We are full swing into holiday seasoning. (laughs) What are we seasoning? Shoot. (laughs) I was thinking about sprouts. Roast beef. Yeah. A prime rib. We're in full swing into holiday season. Have you been listening to Christmas songs nonstop? Uh, Yeah. Ever since Thanksgiving. I said sprouts this morning and... They were playing like Christmas music, but definitely wasn't any of like the new stuff. Like there was no Mariah Carey or anything. And I get to the cashier. This is after I'd spent like 20 minutes singing the songs as I was walking throughout the store. The cashier was like, yeah, it's been on repeat and it's like the old songs only. (laughs) And you like the old songs. I do, but she didn't seem to like them. (laughs) Oh. I think she's tired of hearing them. Oh, I was going to say, did you see Michael Phelps today? I did not, but P saw him a couple weeks ago. Darn. Yeah. Yeah, so with the holidays season, I've been listening to the Christmas music. I've been enjoying and loving it. And usually around this time, while it's a whole bunch of fun things to do, you also think about the following year, what it's going to look like. And when I think about it, I often think about myself, things I want to change and improve about myself, which tends to go with what we're going to talk about today, which is about personality and personality tests specifically. I don't want to change my personality. Okay. Well, we have to understand that your personality does and can change depending on life circumstances and what you do. So sometimes it's not even within your control. But for the most part, people have a personality. You just might fluctuate. Well, I know I have one. emphasize. Well, yeah, you have a little bit more than a personality. To anchor this week's episode... We actually took the Enneagram test, so we're going to talk a little bit about our numbers and how we understand it and our interpretation of it and whether or not we think it's accurate. So why don't you give an overview of what the Enneagram test is? Well, first off, I didn't know what an Enneagram was (laughs) up until like two years ago when you maybe told me about it, and I'd never taken this test. But I've done like the, uh, what is it, Mm Myers-Briggs, Bristol Myers-Briggs? Myers-Briggs. I just think it's Myers-Briggs. Where do you yeah. get Bristol from? I think about lemons. I, I don't know. <laughs> Meyer lemons. Okay. Yes. And then I've uh, I've done a couple of other ones. Strength finder. The strength finder. There's like this common thing with all of these tests. It's all about your perception of self, which I think depending on the person, you can manipulate or say like, I see myself one way, but other people see you a different way. So when I took this test, um, when you send it over to me, I was like, oh, okay, same thing. I'm taking it, which means that I might have a slightly different perception of myself. And not meaning that I, um, I'm not being truthful, but I think sometimes when people take this, they are really taking it about the version of their self that they want to project. So I think maybe some people take it honestly, but I think other people are like, well, what do I think I project? And what you think is different from maybe how you are perceived. So that was just my one thing I wanted to note about this thing. One thing about the Enneagram test specifically or personality tests in general? Personality tests in general. Think about it. It's always asking about what you think about yourself. And But like, don't you think that one's perception of themselves is more important than how they're perceived by others? uh, If you want to live in non-reality, yeah. 
I think I'm, you're the one that has to live with yourself. What do you mean non-reality? Well, I think, okay, here's an example. You know when you've got someone at work who thinks that they're like the best thing ever since sliced bread yeah. and they think their performance yeah. is amazing and then they report to you and you have to give them the reality of yeah. what it is? That's where I think these tests are not helpful. But they also put on a facade and that's not really how they perceive themselves. I don't get it. To me, when you say that description of that person, that person is really insecure and not confident in themselves, but they don't project that. But that's truly what they believe, though. So if they were honest and taking the personality test, they would actually get different results than what's projected to you. Yes, but what I'm saying is the whole flaw in these personality tests is that it is really what you think of yourself or what you want to think of yourself. I see what you mean about the want to. Some people may answer want to. That's why I tell people when they take these personality tests, you need to look at the questions and answer as quickly as possible and go by instinct. So if you're usually they're asking you this or that or to rank and you just have to say when you read that, what's that first initial reaction and to be able to capture it. And I think if you do that, people actually get pretty accurate results. Or maybe that's why people think that the results are accurate because they're answering it about themselves. But that's, I think, what matters. Well, give an example of a couple of the questions, just so people have a sense for what the questions are. Um, let's see. What was one? Oh, here. I feel good when I know other people need me and I can be there for them and actively help them. So like that question, it says, I feel good when people need me. Yeah, I definitely feel good when people need me. But do I want to actively help them? Maybe that's a different story. Well, I, <laughs> I, I would actually say, yeah. I mean, in the context of you. I know, but I when I read the question yeah. and it's like that long, I might have agreed with the first part. And then the second right. part, I'm kind of like, right. Ugh, do I want to help? So th another question is, I have a strong conscience. My inner critic is very hard to ignore. Yeah, I guess that's more of a self-reflective personal question. So yeah. that question's not bothersome. So yeah. what is Enneagram supposed to measure in the end? Uh, it's just a, a type of personality test that you can take to help you understand. One of the things that I appreciate- Understand what? Understand yourself and your personality. So they make the argument that there's primarily- nine different personalities, numbered one through nine. But one thing that I do like about this test is that even if you're a certain number, you're winged in one of the directions of the numbers next to you. So for example, if you're a two, you can be a two leaning three or two winged three, or you can be a two winged one. And in that way, it doesn't um, type you into just one number or one box. They'll say, you're primarily dominant in this, but you also display qualities of another personality. And then the way that they describe it to you is in ways of, what does a healthy two look like? <laughs> what does an unhealthy two look like? And what does an average two look like? So you get a really good sense of, within my personality, when I'm like thriving or happy or at my best, these are some of the characteristics I can display. But when I have hardships and are down on myself, I may be an unhealthy version of the two and how that all makes sense. So you're not just like, I'm this one type of person who's always headstrong and go, go, go all the time because that's just not how personality works. So it's supposed to like pull out the strengths and weaknesses of your personality. or yeah. And to show how dynamic it is, right? That it's not so boxed into a type per yeah. se. Okay. Yeah.
So I have known about the Enneagram test for a couple of years, and I took it several years ago. And when I did, I found out that I was the number two. And the two is known as the helper. So you're very people oriented. You want harmony in the world. You put other needs before your own. And I read this description. I said, yeah, this is really accurate of me. And then it also said I was a two wing three. And three are known as performers. So they get things done. A lot of their achievement and value in self is based off of what they do. So I said, okay, that makes a, a lot of sense to me. Then I started reading the description of the personality of a three. And I just sat there and I was laughing because I felt like it described you to a T. And do you remember when I was reading it to you? I think so. You might have read it to me out loud. You might have sent, told me about it first and then read it to me out loud. But I don't really remember anything past that. Oh, so you don't remember what they say about a three? No. But before we dive into what they say about a three, does it offend you when you read two and it said you were a helper and you put other people's needs before yours? Was I offended? No, <laughs> but probably because I'm a two. Now, someone who I laughed at because they're a clear three would be offended. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, yes, we think differently and we approach life differently. But what's funny is that me being a two, you being a three, they're right next to each other. So they're complementary. But I was thinking, even though you didn't take the test, I just kind of assigned you to a three because I read all the other descriptions. But I'm like, no, she's like a hardcore three. Is that I wouldn't say that she's a three wing two. <laughs> I wouldn't say that you lean more towards the helper side. I actually think you lean more towards the four. What's a four? And the four is known as the individualist. And you always have this like notion of, I have control of my life and what I do when I don't need to rely on anyone else. Yeah, I blame uh, junior year English for that. I was uh, in kind of like a rough place and I read Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you talk about this book like literally all the time. And one of the themes is like you can't depend on anyone other than yourself. And if you always depend on yourself, you'll always be okay. So I always found solace in knowing that no matter what happened, like external factors, as long as I believed in myself and I said I could do it and would do it, then I would be okay in this world. And so I think that's where like the individualistic part came. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like when you kind of took that to heart when you were younger, it was in a slightly delusional way. <laughs> Probably. Where I feel like now it's kind of an, an anchor that guides you into a direction of how you make decisions. Stop using consulting words. <laughs> anchor. <laughs> Is that a consulting word? Oh, I don't know. I'm not so in consulting. Many, yes, Anchor is one of them. I, Ecosystem. I love Anchor. Yeah, I love that word. I don't even actually. know what that means. Just tell me what a three I is. I just say you anchor in the right direction, right? You need the anchor. You need the foundation. Stop using these buzzwords. Remember what we say about Kim Zulfia? <laughs> no. She had this line in Real House of Atlanta that she was like, she was trying to start a singing career. Oh, yeah. And then her voice coach was like, you know, you're like a house with a beautiful chandelier. But you know what? There's a crack in the foundation. <laughs> <laughs> and so Serpy and I always say that. So like anchor is also my way instead of saying a crack in the foundation. <laughs> like you got to anchor. You got to have something strong at the bottom to hold you down. So three, I'm just going to do briefly, give a little discretion. Three are driven, efficient, and enterprising. They are high energy people who believe in themselves and in developing their talents. Threes want to achieve success as it's defined 
by their culture, their family, or their social circles. In order to meet this goal, they perform in ways that will earn them praise and attention, which is why they're often called performers. Threes are great at getting things done, but they have trouble accessing their own feelings and develop a sense of who they are apart from how others see them. In their need to be seen as successful, they can become workaholic, dishonest, and even start pretending to be (laughs) someone they actually aren't. (laughs) Dishonest. Okay, so now you might, for those of you that know Serpy, maybe more on a, on a personal level, you may think, okay, I can see it, but maybe not exactly. But a couple of years ago, I remember having conversations with her because she was always, I got to go do the next thing at work, be in the next position, go for the next it thing. It wasn't even always just about work. It was like, oh, if I want to run for office, I need to do this leadership program. Oh, I need to help out in the community. I need right. to work with the Diabetes Association. Right. At one point, I said to her, I was like, you're going to, at some point in your life, you're going to, your priorities are going to be different because I know that there are other things that you want. And so when is enough going to be enough where you can like kind of stop, pause, take a break, put yourself back together, readjust, reprioritize, and then go instead of just the go, go, go. And for me, for someone who's always kind of looked out for her, I was like, that's not a healthy thing. And at some point, she's either going to get burnt out or she's just going to unravel and something's going to happen and she's going to have to pick the pieces back up. So I just wanted her to have that awareness of what she was doing to herself and that it's not always about achieving and going towards the next thing. And even if she did that for herself, she also tried to impose that on other people. No, I did not. (laughs) Who did I impose this? It's not imposing, but it's kind of like, you can do more. You're only doing this right now. No, no, I'm just motivating people. I'm just encouraging. (laughs) Okay, that's exactly what a three would say. But that's what I'm saying. People put bounds on their limits. And so sometimes people need to hear from from other people that you have no limits and that you can do things. Sometimes people need that pep talk. No, no, no. I, I wasn't like, because, oh, I'm doing this leadership program, you need to too, or because I do no, something no, no. with the No, no, you wouldn't project what you were doing on other people. You would just come from more of the perspective if you felt someone wasn't at their full potential, yeah. that you would like push them, like that's what they wanted. And I know we've had many conversations and I said, maybe that's not what someone wants. Then why are they bitching to me about it? Well, because they think that that will do something And maybe they're not themselves. even bitching. Maybe I just see something yeah, and I want to and maybe you them. perceive it as bitching. <laughs> I mean, right? It, so I think it goes back to, you know, when people say, oh, I want to change my behavior. Or I want to go do something. And then they don't go do it. I wonder, well, why not? Just go do it. And that's where my just encouraging do it phrase comes well, from. Well, that's where my encouraging comes from. Yeah. Or, or what you perceive as encouragement. <laughs> yeah. So Rock made me take this test a week ago and I took it and three actually was not my number one. Yes. Well, actually, let's before we dive into that, let me read a little bit about number two because that that's you. You just read it. No, I, I didn't read it. That was yeah, three. You, you said honesty, harmony. But I didn't read it. You put other people in it, front of yourself. Short. It's short. Okay. Yeah. Number three, calm down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Number two, two, they're generous, supportive and caring. They have the drive to make people around them feel loved and comfortable. It's why they're called helpers and Okay, okay. Let me stop you right there. This is my beef with these tests. They paint three as like the, I'm going to knock you out of your way. I'm going to do anything to achieve. They go, oh, two, nice. Oh, feel good. Uh, Kind, thoughtful people. How come they don't say, oh, three are also very kind and thoughtful people. They encourage you and push you to your max. 
where's that? This is always my problem. Why am I always painted in that light? And then people take that and then they carry that with me and I'm never allowed to adapt. No one's ever like, Sarita, you're kind and caring. No, you you are. But that's why those numbers are next oh, to each up. other. <laughs> okay. Two readily offer whatever they have, their time, attention, or simply a I bowl. I give attention. Or, or simply a bowl of hot soup. They love to feel involved in the lives and needs of the people around them. It's often hard for twos to respect their own boundaries and openly ask for things that they need. Twos tend to pretend that they don't have any needs of their own until they become resentful as a result of feeling like no one cares for them. Okay, see, that's the whole thing. It's like, oh, poor two. They're so giving. They don't think about their own needs. This is like the exact theme that you've played all our lives. Oh, I'm so, I'm so nice. I'm so helpless. Well, I also think about this. So this was a couple of years ago and in my job, what I did on the daily was help people. Like I helped students. I advised them, told them what classes to take if they had any issues that they came about. So I can see, and I remember thinking, that is why I'm in the role that I'm in because it naturally lends to my personality. And that's why I really enjoyed it. It also goes to explain as a three, like why you were also in your role because you're like, I can achieve, I can get things done. But I, I help people forward. while I'm doing that. Yeah, okay. So in that way, you can be dynamic and display two, two characteristics sometimes. But I think you're more dominant on the four side. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm just like, saying. You're like, I'm telling you, you should get things done. But what's more important, the person and how they feel in that moment or getting it done? And you were always like getting it done. And I always <laughs> had to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a person here that may not have the right tools or motivation to want to get things done. And it was very hard for you to understand back in the day. I say all the time, you have made great strides. Stop. This is not a therapy <laughs> session. Strides. I'm just saying it's unfair in these personality tests because they paint the driven performance, high achieving people one way. And then it's like, if you're not that, you're like a kind, honest, like giving person. But these are just two of the nine personalities yeah, here. Yeah, and we're talking I'm, about contrast. You sound like you harbor some resentment towards me. I'm just me. telling you my beef <laughs> towards these types of tests. So when you said, take this test, I was like, why? But you why? also have to think about it. The way that they talk about these personalities, and we didn't read the whole description, is that you're talking about the dominant traits. What overcomes and compels you? I would just and like that you have no control. I'm going to come up with a personality test that says this person is high achieving and they want the best for everyone. They're so kind and thoughtful <laughs> that they're willing to help push you to your upper echelon oh, okay. and bounds. Okay. Okay. Now, in preparation for this episode a week ago, I took the test again. She took the test again. And this is, I want to say, three years later from so, your last one. From the last one. So, why don't you, do you remember your numbers? Uh, three, seven, and eight. Well, you were tie in the three and the eight. Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Three and eight gave me the same thing. Essentially, when I read the eight, I was like, oh my gosh. Like this time I was convinced that she's a hard three. And then I read the eight. And because she also showed dominance in seven, you could say that she's an eight winged seven. I don't know what so, that means. Let's go to number eight. So this is survey today as we know her to be. Eight are people with high levels of energy, intensity, and willpower. They project power and toughness and take challenges as an invitation to prove their strength. They enjoy open confrontation and don't <laughs> back down easily. Eights often have a fierce passion to protect the vulnerable and weak, but they have trouble admitting any kind of weakness or vulnerability themselves. I'm Robin Hood, damn it. That's what I just heard right there. Oh, okay. Is that, that what you heard? Okay. Now, here's the funny thing. I read this now, and I'm like, energy, intensity, and willpower. 
Yes, definitely. Likes to take challenge as an invitation to show their strength. And they are, they, and I love this. They enjoy open confrontation. I don't seek it out though. But, but what I'm saying is when there's confrontation. Well, I it's not that I enjoy it. It's just that, you know how you avoid any sort of fights if people are like angry. Yeah, I tell people everyone is right. <laughs> yes. Rock in the family, she would just, if like any siblings would fight, she'd be like, everyone is right. You're all good. If someone's picking a fight with me or I'm getting in a tiff, I'm like, give me your arguments. I'll give you mine. I very much appreciate someone who can articulate the issues, support them. Yeah. And but the problem is someone, someone with an eight personality is that if you're unable to articulate, it's like, well, you're automatically wrong. No, and you're, you're automatically not put together. Go figure out yeah. your shit. Yeah. Which is not necessarily the case because if you're more of a processor, right? Oh you just God, need a little here we bit go more. again. Goddamn processing. <laughs> okay. Now, she's an eight-winged seven, so they actually have a description for the wing. So let's read that. The extroverted, playful, and life-affirming type seven wing give eights even more vitality. It also makes them more social and outgoing. These eights find it easier to enjoy things and often want to invest their energy into causes that have a positive impact. <laughs> Why is that and funny? I just think it's funny because if I look at you now, I think... Now that you're more established in your career and you did do that leadership program, you're like, I just want to do something that like makes an impact. And you're not about a small scale just within yourselves or with like your close circle. You want to make like big scale impact. And so I just think that the more mature and refined you now, I think relates more to an eighth than I see the three. What do you think? Do you, which one do you think you relate more to? Because we read both of them. I don't know. I have issues with all of them. <laughs> well, that, that, that goes because of your skepticism of the test, right? Yeah. But let's just look at the content. Yeah, I would say an eight. They seem a little less conceited. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing is, and I, this is where I'm not necessarily well-versed in the Enneagram. They talked about that the first four numbers and the last four numbers, there's parallels. Personalities, too. That's like another dimension. And I would bet that a three is parallel to an eight. Yeah, I could see that. I looked up to see where, when you told me you were a two, I looked up to see where that landed in my thing. And it was a uh, second to last. Yeah, because what they do is they'll have all the numbers and then they'll give you your percentage of dominance in each of the numbers. I and just like don't understand. Was- Once you know this, like these are all things I knew about myself, even though I give you a hard time, like I knew these things about myself. So it's like, okay, now this test has told me that. Now what? Well, what am I supposed to do with that? I think because we've had a lot of conversation and I've said that we're both very uh, self-reflective people, like inherently some of this stuff doesn't surprise us. Yeah. Right. But I think there's people that maybe need to be recentered. There's a lot going on in in their lives and they're like, I don't know who I am anymore. (laughs) Going back to this personality, I could see being really helpful or someone who's completely oblivious and not honest with themselves could benefit from this as well. So year two winged what? No, no, no. So that was back in the day. So when I had took the test for today, my personality is also different as well. So an eight is coined as the challenger. Winged seven. A seven is coined as the enthusiast. So So I'm an enthusiastic challenger. Yeah. Now, when I took the test, I actually got a nine. And a nine is the peacemaker. (laughs) Oh, wait, read the description of nine. Then you can see if you think... How you- is that different from two? Isn't two also harmonious in peacemaking? In relation to people. So 
Nines are easygoing, down to earth, and unselfish. Nine. Oh, Jesus. Nine- <laughs> See, how come none of mine start with that? <laughs> like, <laughs> Nines want peace in their environment. That's why they're often called peacemakers or mediators. They try to build a world without conflict around them. For nines, it's easy to see and value the perspective of others. It makes them amazing listeners. Nines try to get along with everyone by taking themselves back and letting others go first. On the other hand, nines can be quite stubborn when they are pressured to leave their comfort zone. (laughs) Okay, see, like, do you see how inherently the language is biased? They don't say, oh, eight enjoys confrontation so that they can be a peacemaker. Instead, oh... Nine avoids confrontation so because they are a peacemaker. Well, yeah, but the, you have to understand that's the personality type. No, there's bias language in the tone. No, it's just how you perceive these words. Clearly, the words that describe you, you're not comfortable with them. Maybe there's a level of discomfort that you feel no, about I'm comfortable. So I'm very comfortable. Assertive, aggressive, and confrontational. Okay, I mean, fine. Let's that? get back to you. So when I took the test, I was actually a nine-winged one. A one is seen as an improver. Does that mean you're trying to improve other people and project what you think is best for them? Because that's what I feel right now. (laughs) So it says nine winged one. The effect type one has on type nine is making them more disciplined, orderly, and confident. A pronounced one wing tremendously helps nines find their own voice because they have a more idealistic sense of right and wrong and more inclined to share their opinions with the world. (laughs) I don't even know how you could derive those personalities from that test we took. Like, I don't even know what questions you would have answered differently than what I answered. Well, I mean, we can look at some of those questions, and then you can tell me what what you picked. That actually might be a little fun. You're like, I can't even fathom that we took the same test because I don't even know what questions would have been connected to one. Yeah. And I guess if I were to understand and study, I would also bet that there's probably a parallel personality between a two and a nine, right? Like helping others don't like conflict and the nine avoid conflict because they're looking for some inner peace. So they surround their environment. I've got peace all that. day long. I don't oh. know. Which- <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of perceive you as having like unrest when you go to bed, but you're always like, no, I can go to bed in two seconds, but I think that's your thyroid. <laughs> so yeah. in, in that way, I'm like, okay, I do relate to the nine because I feel like in the past couple of years, one of the things that I have prioritized is saying no, being peaceful. Oh, yeah. Just like having peace. And to me, I always look at inner peace, too. So I've always been one to avoid confrontation or to like admit something to someone because it would hurt their feeling. But now I definitely take an approach where I can be more upfront with people to say, you know, like, I can't do this or I don't feel comfortable for this or this is how I feel. Because if I don't, it lingers and harbors within me, and then it makes me unpeaceful inside. I feel like I told you that. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has helped with you, too. But it's funny that over the years that you were a three, I was a two, now you're an eight, and and I'm a nine. So like, in some ways, we've kind of grown together. Well, (laughs) they always say personalities. I think we did another personality test last season, right? I don't think so. We talked about our personalities, maybe in general. Yeah. yeah, And I gave a stat about how your personality is ever evolving. And as you get older, it tends to tame more like stagnant, like really older. But now it now during the age that we're at for the next, you know, yeah, twenty years, it'll change a lot. And maybe you think of the way because we refreshed our memories with twos and threes and we see a lot of ourselves still in those numbers. So there's nothing wrong with saying like we are still two and threes. It's just that Maybe there's other priorities that have taken 
in your life where you see or express a different side of your personality. So I'm no longer on the helping students every day side of things. I've actually been doing other work in the last year that allows me to focus more on being at peace. And instead of you being like, go, 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 so driven, you've kind of taken it back. You've I'm still your- driven. Just because I'm not <laughs> doing something doesn't mean I'm not. I know, but I will, I will say this. Five years ago, you would be like, if I didn't have kids, I'm okay with that because I got to do this in my career and I'm going to move up and I'm going to do this. And I'm like, don't you want to like settle down and have kids? Well, and you're like, eh, I don't know. I think the message is to not live in absolutes. I think maybe before I used to live in a more absolute world. But the fact of the matter is like, you don't know what the hell you want and it's okay to change. I mean, I would just say, don't be like flip floppy, but be like open to things. Open to the evolution instead of just saying, this is who I am. Yeah. And I think now you're more of like a, not so much self-centered, which I think three can be a little bit about all about me and the driven and how people perceive me, where now you're kind of like, I want to help people. <laughs> or maybe that side of your personality now comes out that you're like, it's not fair that they project threes to be that way. Maybe because now you're more, you're showing more of the side of willingness to help people, which is what an eight I shows. was always willing to help people. Yes, but maybe you were too dominant. I don't know. That's or, what I'm saying. Or overbearing before, where now you're a little bit more understanding and compassionate. I don't know what you're trying to do in this episode <laughs> with my therapy session, but I'm not here for it. I'm going to continue to resist. It's a fun test. Honestly, it's fun to read it and laugh at the descriptions, especially when you know other people. But again, like I said, I don't know that it changes what I already knew about myself. But I do I agree really that I'll hear, evolve. I don't really hear a growth mindset. I am, I'm growth all day long. <laughs> we don't want to be in a fixed mindset, people. We want to be growth. All right. So basically what I sense is that you still have skepticism towards personality tests. You yourself personally don't find value in them. And you didn't gain it's any insight from It's not that I don't find taking. value in them. It's like entertaining, but it feels a little biased at times. And maybe because I've always skewed to a certain way. I'll give you an example, which I think I've talked about before. Strengths Finder, my number one strength was significance. And it was like, you only want to be associated with important things. If something is not worth your time, you don't want to do it. I would and say that's true. Yes. And I, I, <laughs> I agree. And that's true too. But the way in which it was written just made me sound so conceited. And that's not how I feel when I live that. But that's in my how you're life. perceiving it because you're always on the um, someone's attacking me perspective. No, you are attacking me, not someone. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You're just like already for a fight, like always. That's what the aid is with the confrontation. So you even read it like someone's being hostile Stop towards you. Stop bringing this back into this. You're not offended that it doesn't say that you're ambitious and like goal seeking, that it's just like, I'm a butterfly. No, no, no. I'm harmonious. No. And that's what I, I learned at like 21 and 22 and had that acceptance where when I first took Strength Finder, I was a developer. I was responsibility. I was harmony. And I remember going to my supervisor at the time. I said, these aren't strengths. Like they're on the strength finder test, but these aren't strengths. Like where's the one that's like leadership or woo or, you know, whatever. And then she was like, Raquel, she was always very upfront with me. And she's like, Raquel, do I look like I'm someone that can display any type of harmony? And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. And I said, you know what? Neither does my sister. And she's like, exactly. Not everyone has these types of qualities. And you have to understand that those are the ones that you are good in. So how can you use that to your benefit or to your strength later on. No, so she's I, like, you're good with working with people. You're 
patient and understanding. You do what it is that you need to do. People can rely on you. You're a good team player. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all like whatever. Everyone are those things. And she's like, no, I'm telling you, they're not. I get that. But doesn't it annoy you that it says you're harmonious, but it doesn't say like, oh, you're also a driven person and you're very passionate about things. I just feel like they never like overlap in like the descriptions on these personality tests. I think that's well, what that's I get Well, that's where the with. wing comes in. And then also there's more details. We just didn't read it. Oh. We're just giving a high level overview to get a people a sense of what it says with these personalities and then how it relates to us. And they can judge whether or not. Okay, fine. As we close out the year, I'm willing to accept some of the things about my personality. <laughs> and I know oh God, that I'm deep so down inside, I'm a harmonious person as well. And yeah. I do care about yeah. people and yeah. I want to help, yeah. just not maybe in the way they want to be helped. Yeah. <laughs> no. And here's the thing. For all the stuff that we read about the two and the nine, you do display those qualities. It's just not um, instinctual and it's not dominant <laughs> sometimes, right? Because those other things are just stronger. And Fine. that's what you have I to will do. use this as a self-reflection as Good. we close out the year. This will set us up for our next episode. Yeah. I think you started this episode a little guarded. And so I'm glad to see the guard come Stop down. It. Stop it. <laughs> and look, you even have your hands together like peace. Just because like, I know I'm people trying. are going to listen to this and I care about what people think about me. And you're trying to breathe. She's trying to breathe really deeply and calmly right now. If you're I'm in sure the room with some of our listeners share the same sentiments that I have when it comes to personality tests. Yes. Well, you know what? Perfect segue for our ending. Thank you for listening today. <laughs> Please, on our Instagram, feel free to DM us or comment on our post that we'll have throughout the week. And let us know, what do you think of personality tests? Are they useless like Theresa <laughs> making them out to be? Or do you have some criticism? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Or do you feel that they're pretty insightful and have maybe a different perspective of how they can be beneficial to one's life like me? Yes, keep liking our photos on the gram and we'll keep uh, coming up with fun pictures for you all. Yes, so see you next week as we have our last episode before we close out the end of 2021. Toodles! Toodles. <laughs>